welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Noma. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And Ed. Hi, oh. How you doing, man? Yeah, good. Good, good, Very good. good. Good to hear. And Ed, <laughs> do you want to let the listeners know what we're covering on this podcast? Yes, we are discussing Bad Batch, episode one, Aftermath. Just going over... I mean, in detail, but not really glossing what happened, any Easter eggs that we happened to see, what we liked, what we didn't like, just everything about it. I'll say right now, it was a good episode. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. Mm-hmm. This is a spoiler warning before the spoiler warning, because I really want to talk about it right away. So <laughs> I'm going to start saying stuff. But before we do, we do have one more update to give you in this month of May. And Dan, what is that update? Yeah, we're doing a giveaway for May the 4th, which was a few days ago. And uh, we opened up the giveaway for people on Twitter and people on Instagram that follow us. And if you want to enter, you can win your uh, a copy of Star Wars Republic Commando for the PS4 from Limited Run Games. It's a physical copy with a collector's edition posters and art cards and collectible memorabilia coins and and things like that. And it's really really nice. And uh, if you want to do the um, if you want to enter on Twitter, you can enter by retweeting and sharing a link of one of our episodes with the hashtag VoiceForcePod to enter. Um, it, winner is announced on May 31st, so we're going to be ending it on May 30th at 11.59 p.m. And EST. And uh, we'll deliver the product in October when it is released. Um, that's the timeline that they gave us for when the product is released. And you can enter on Instagram by um, entering by following our account liking our post that we made for the giveaway and tagging one friend in a comment below. And each time you tag a friend, you will be entered to win as a chance to to enter to win that. And you can only tag one friend per comment, but you can do that as many times as you'd like to get more entries. Please do not tag any celebrities or companies because those will not be counted. Apart from that, yeah, good luck on the contest and uh, we hope you win. Noma, how can they get in contact with us if they want to yell at us because they want more entries into the contest? There's a variety of ways that they can yell at us. Uh, one of them is at our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. There's also our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We're also on social media. Twitter and Instagram is at voiceforcepod. And as always, they can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If that was a bit quick and you missed anything, no worries. Afterwards, at the end of the episode, we'll go over it again. All right. Thank you, Noma. And with that, let's get into our spoiler warning. So if you have not watched the episode of episode one aftermath of the bad batch, please do so now if you're going to watch it, because we're going to go in depth into the story elements and talk and spoil everything for you. So if you haven't watched it yet, do that now, because we're going into it in three, two, one, Ed, hit it. We start off on the planet Kaler, and there's an overwhelming droid attack happening on a Jedi clone. I wouldn't call it an outpost. More it's just like they're in a standoff, pretty much, and they're getting wrecked. And sure enough, they're like, oh, where's our reinforcements? General, what are you going to do? And of course, with that Jedi calmness, we have the Havalaba. Oh, don't worry. My Padawan's going to be on the way. And they're bringing reinforcements. And we see, because it's Depa Balaba, we see her Padawan, Caleb Doom. Surprise, surprise. Who comes to s- sliding down the hill? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he's sliding down the hill, and they're just like, oh, okay, you're here. Uh, where's the reinforcements? I mean, he's a kid, right? Everybody's thinking, oh, God, he's messed up again. Where's Because, And that's where I'm, I want to say, like, the canon might still be there. Uh, that we mm-hmm. read from the comics, where it's just like, you know, these guys have been with him for a while, and they know him. And if it's just like, oh, no, he didn't do the thing again. What happened? Did you, like, not trust yourself again? But sure enough, he's like, yeah, they, they're coming. They're right behind me. We see tumbling coming down the hill, and sure enough, a huge boulder comes and just wipes out a whole section of, of uh, B-1 battle droids. And after that, we see, well... <laughs> The Bad Batch comes running in, headed by Wrecker, who's just 
football charging <laughs> into uh, into V1s and somehow not getting hit. Um, I'll get into that later because that's a small irritation point for me. Really. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they show off their skills with record just being a wrecking ball. Uh, Crosshair is up in the up in the mountains, sniping down at all these droids and their um, and their transports. You have Hunter doing his solid snake thing, and Tech being all like shadowy and like and sticking EMPs and grenades on all the, all a bunch of droids and just causing huge AOE damage. Um, so his his role is definitely crowd control <laughs> for anybody who plays those games. It mm-hmm. is it is it is awesome to see because before we haven't really seen much of what he did other than you know give them tactical data, which was really nice for this change. And we also see Echo really getting in there as well. The fight goes as about how you expect, and the bad batch just wipe them out and then show up all badass, being like, "Yeah, we did the thing, and we're your only reinforcements." Um, we cut off to, okay, let's go take the rest of them. The war is almost over because at this point in time, it's concurrent with uh, Kenobi on Utapau, and he's either, at the moment, they're talking fighting Grievous or chasing Grievous at that point. And by the time that little battle is over, uh, Kenobi's definitely won because Order 66 comes into play. And as soon as uh, Master Balaba sends Caleb away with the Bad Batch, he gets maybe about 50 meters away, and then all hell breaks loose. And so he, he runs off into the into the forest. We get Hunter and Crosshair going after him, and things start to get off, or go off, because Hunter is still pretty easy in command. He's still level-headed and... Most of the Bad Batch don't know what's happening, and they're asking questions. But Crosshair's got some uh, some trauma happening, and he's taking pop shots at Caleb and not listening to his not listening to his commanding officer, but he is listening to his orders according to him. Good soldiers follow orders. And he is touting the line we've heard before: "Good soldiers follow orders," and he says it repeatedly. Crosshair gets knocked out by Caleb as he tries to take him down because Caleb pulls some badass moves at that point that, you know, you forget he's a Padawan that can still do stuff. We always think that they're just kids, but these guys can still go off and yeah, they're really still trained. go on the offensive, right? They are, they are war trained. So he, he knocks K, he knocks Crosshair out. Hunter tries to talk him down, backs him off to the edge of this uh, huge cliff, huge ravine. There's a huge divide between one side and the other. They're alone, and by the time Caleb hears reinforcements coming through, he clears it and in this beautiful jump across the ravine and he takes off and they don't see him so crosshair runs up where'd he go where'd he go oh and hunter covers for him just you know oh uh i hit him with a stun as he as he jumped over and he fell and crosshair immediately knows something's up with that calls him out on it you know some most people look down rather than across if somebody falls uh, off clip yeah so uh after that little incident, uh, the Bad Batch returns to Kamino and uh, starts to notice that some things are starting to change. You know, the clone, the the regs, as they call them, are starting to act a little bit differently. And, you know, they try to push it aside, but uh, they also kind of uh, see some of the, the Jedi that were executed on Kamino, their bodies being taken away. There's a little bit more of an internal conflict as uh, Hunter and Crosshair kind of keep uh, sniping back and forth with each other. And uh, that, again, gets kind of interrupted. We get uh, the same speech that uh, Palpatine gives in Episode 3, where the Republic is now becoming the Galactic Empire. And uh, it's basically, it's it's the exact same speech, except for, like, a very small thing at the beginning that they added on. Um, yeah, after that, they they kind of realize that all the clones around them are changing, and then they go to the mess hall mm-hmm. to eat, and that's when that's when they meet Omega. One thing leads to another, kind of turns into a food fight slash riot. After that, the Bad Batch has to uh, go and perform a combat exercise for Tarkin, which starts to go well until Tarkin uh, basically ups the ante, turns into a live fire exercise, and also deploys what look like Phase One Dark Troopers, which was pretty cool. And a lot of back and forth happens there, and it's 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 actually like a, a kind of tough fight, but the Bad Batch is able to overcome it and win. And after that, they they kind of go back and are still trying to figure out, 
you know, what's happening, all the new changes that are, are coming to pass. But that in itself kind of gets interrupted again as Tarkin enters and basically tells them that, hey, we've got the, the Empire as a mission for you. And if you complete it, you'll be looked upon very favorably. And uh, we need you guys to go to Onderon and take care of some insurgents, some separatist insurgents that are keeping the war going. Yeah, so as they get to, uh, you know, heading off for their, their mission, Omega comes out and says, hey, like, Tarkin has it out for you guys. It's not safe to come back here. Can I come with you? And Hunter says, no, you got to stay here. Um, like, it, it, things will get better. Don't worry about it. And then they head out. They go to Onderon, and as they get there, they find the insurgents and realize that there's no droids amongst them, so they're not separatists. And Crosshair just says, like, yep, good you know, we got to complete our mission regardless. He said insurgents. He didn't spe specify that there'd be going to be droids or anything. But they see that there's kids and stuff down there, too. And for some reason, Crosshair has his sights on a fucking old lady. And he's just like, give me the order. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll take down the old lady. She's the most dangerous one, I guess. And then uh, they get surrounded by the insurgents and are escorted down to the camp. They find Sagrera leading the group of, uh, he says, displaced villagers, croppers, and former fighters to safety, as well as kids, and that they need to make a rendezvous time. And um, Eck mentions that the plot about the Jedi trying to assassinate Palpatine um, kind of set off all these events, and that, you know, Palpatine had, I guess, the right to do it. But Saul's like, man, I thought you were the smart one, because, you know, after this, now he has full control over everything, and uh, we got to take him down. Because that's that's not okay, and so Saw offers the Bad Batch the opportunity to change with the times or die in the past, and it seems like they decide to change with the times, and they saw a Saw leaves and the Bad Batch are um, heading out and they're kind of like seeing something in the forest but they can't tell, and they find out it's a probe droid, a Viper probe droid from the Empire, and they destroy it, and realize that Tarkin's you know looking in on them as they're doing their mission. And so Crosshair argues with Hunter that, you know, they didn't finish their mission and, you know, that's not okay. They need to get it done or they're going to be traitors. And um, we find out later that uh, Tech tells everybody as they board the ship to leave that uh, he noticed that in the medical chamber earlier that Omega was one of them. He did an analysis on her, on her DNA and found out that she's also a defective clone, which is news to everybody. And we get back to uh, Kamino, and Omega visits the barracks uh, of the Bad Batch with the medical droid, and she gets caught by a clone trooper and taken away. And um, the Bad Batch makes it back to Kamino and lands, and as they enter the landing from the landing platform, they're surrounded by a whole bunch of uh, Coruscant guard clones and uh, Tarkin as well. And they are branded traitors for not completing their mission, and um, what, is it, what he says, like, You've, you know, allied yourself with Saw Rare or something like that. You're conspired against the Empire with Saw. It's so, treason. Yeah, so they're put into the prison cell, basically. And uh, then they're reunited with Omega because she's in the prison cell as well. And as they do find out, uh, Crosshair is taken out of the cell and brought to a medical room where Tarkin and Nala see, or say, um, the Kaminoan uh, lady, she uh, talks about the inhibitor chip being activated, but still, it's not super. Um, um, like the programming is not 100% on him. Like he, it's kind of wavering. So Tarkin asks if she can make it uh, stronger, and he and she said yes. So they make him more obedient, and we don't see him anymore. But then we go back, flash over to the crew in the cell, and Omega makes it out of the cell with the help of the crew, and she frees them, and they are on their way back to the ship, and to get their armor and suit up and get the hell out of there. And so as that happens, Crosshair makes his way to the ship as well with some new armor and is geared up and starts to try and shoot down and kill um, the Bad Batch. And uh, Wrecker gets hit with a shot in the shoulder where he got shot earlier in the training simulation. And uh, Omega covers him with the blaster and they make it out of there. And as we see them on the ship at the end, they make their way um, out of uh, Kamino and decide to plot a course to J-19 to find an old contact. I can help them out. And that is the first episode of the Bad Batch, Aftermath. So let's mm -hmm. get into our discussion. And uh, let's start off with Noma. 
Well, I mean, the first thing I'm happy about is that I actually kind of care about the Bad Batch now. Yeah. yeah. So that's nice. Um, you know, it, like we said beforehand, that this is my biggest problem with them in Season 7, was I didn't really care because they were just there. But yeah. now that they're actually getting the spotlight and, you know, actually encountering problems and actually having to think about, you know... And struggling. If they're, they're not plot armoring their way through everything. I mean, in a combat sense, they still are, but that okay, I can... Wrecker is. Well, yeah, but like that, that I can, sniper shot. Yeah, that I can ignore yeah. a little bit more, right? Because uh, you know, every main character of every show I ever yeah. watch usually has that going on, so that's fine. Exactly. Uh, there, there were a couple things. I mean, something that we're all we all noticed is uh, when Caleb Doom is is around. Uh, it's Freddie Prince Jr., but they didn't do anything with his voice. So there's a couple times when he sounds like a younger Caleb Doom, and there's some times where he just sounds like Kanan. Yeah. Uh, and I don't understand how nobody caught that. Like his voice is a lot deeper than it should be for a kid. It, like, because there's a, a couple lines that he has where they sound fine, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like a young version of him. And there's a couple where he literally sounds like it's just him and Rebels. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really weird. Also, something that I've kind of noticed just with Season 7 and Bad Batch... Blaster bolts don't do as much damage as they used to any anymore. Because mm -hmm. usually, I mean, I'm used to seeing someone take a blaster bolt and they're just dead, right? No matter where it hits them. But uh, Deepa Palava takes a couple of blaster bolts and it's still up. And yeah, Ahsoka took a couple and, as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you can just say they're glancing wounds, but. Mm -hmm. And they're not, they're not vital areas, too, right? Yeah. Although Wreckers was in, in slightly more, but, you know, he's genetically modified to be an idiot. <laughs> to be a monster, so. yeah um so yeah i guess you can kind of explain it there but yeah overall there there's a there's something else that i know i was a little bit i don't really know if it's confused or just annoyed with and i think ed was feeling the same way where it's i don't really understand the logic that tarkin has in this episode okay there's a lot of things like that why he, he says the that just and then why they want to dismantle the clone system. Yeah, well, because, I mean, that's one thing, is they say that he hates the clones. I don't... Did he say that during the Citadel? I don't he remember did, him yeah. actually... Okay. He, he kind of has it out for the clones in that uh, that arc, I remember. I just remember him not liking the Jedi. That's that's the main takeaway I had from okay. yeah. that arc. Um, was, yeah, him just being like, you guys are all a bunch of idiots, and then by the end of the... like that, That's the main thing I remember, is Tarkin basically squabbling with all the Jedi, and at the end being like, well... Anakin gets it. He gets the you can't be pacifists in a war, but mm -hmm. the rest of you guys are idiots. Um, but okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, there's a lot of things that um, they're saying and doing. It, it's just weird because it's like you have the Tarkin from uh, Iriadu, like the books that yeah. we hear about a lot. And the Tarkin of the Empire seems to do a lot of things that don't really yeah, mesh with that. I think they do, yeah. though, in a way. Well, because there's one part that really bugged me where um, he's talking with Lama Su and he's like, oh, we don't really need the clones anymore. And Lama Su is like, you can't keep up the numbers to, to secure the galaxy as it is right now. And he goes, yeah, we're just going to conscript a bunch of people. And then we'll, you know, and we know that's the Stormtrooper program. We'll do it that way. And Lama Su is like, you're going to recruit a bunch of idiots. They're not going to have anywhere near the skills that the clone troopers have. And he's like, oh, that'll be me to judge or the, i'll be the judge of that and i'm like what do you mean you'll be the judge of that you've been judging this for the entire clone wars I think, already i think that was like a, a farce that he had to put on because i believe he would like it would seem to me like the way he was doing this it was he was shooting down all the answers or questions they had and like retorts they had because i feel like the emperor is like yeah we're canning the clone program because we don't need it anymore and we're going to do conscription to the to the empire and the only reason i can think they want to go that way is because then you can have what happens later on in canon where you know half the galaxy is empire right and people are you know brainwashed to a degree of like in like i am part of the empire and this is the just way to do it whereas if you had clones doing it the populace would still be you know it, 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 they wouldn't have people in the populace saying that the empire is a good thing right so there's that like there's that de de depending yeah. like the, the part the part that bugged me with that mostly was like you've got the iriadu tarkin that setup where it's like only accept the best right like only get the cream of the crop you know but you, you have, have to, work to for have the elite military well, not even, but even then, right? It's like, if you've got a superior stock of soldier at that point, then mm -hmm. it's weird for you to be advocating that we should get the ones that I, that you know are going to be worse, right? 
Because if their if their argument is that like you know it's it's the GAR the Grand Army of the Republic, mm. and if you're oh well now they got to be Empire and all this like the training doesn't have to change you just have to change their indoctrination or whatever they learn as they're growing, mm. right? Just like it's no longer to the Republic and stuff like that, it's to the Jedi. So even if you want to wipe out this generation of clones and start a whole new batch, do so. There's no downside to this because you have. Your, your own world making, or your own conscripted world in Camino, yeah. making all your soldiers. I mean, granted, if anybody wanted to attack, they'd have to go there, but you'd have to attack an installation that's full of high-trained soldiers. Like yeah. That would be a tough fight and a costly fight. Can you imagine the rebels going up against this? They'd lose, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So, oh, yeah. It, it, like, yeah, it was Noma said. It just it doesn't make sense. And I guess they want to consolidate everything. Yeah. But even if they wanted, they couldn't get rid of the Kaminoans because they have the way they do their stuff. Mm. But, you know, why create soldiers that are going to overlook them could be the, the reason. Because, like, we see later in the episodes and what happens, it's like, yeah, they they still have a lot of control and they can still do things with the clones that you never know. All of a sudden, like they're oh yeah, we're for the empire. Then they turn because the rebels get to them, and then all the clones are now against the emperor. Mm. And going into, like that could be a thing that they're trying to prevent, which is the only thing I can see as to why they're like yeah, no, we don't want anything in their hands. We're going to indoctrinate them ourselves so that they will be completely beholden to us, and nobody else can control them. Yeah, that is yeah. the only reason I see. And I mean, there could be other reasons to like this. isn't This isn't the plot point that you know. I this isn't something that's going to get me as heated as you know the sequels. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just something that I, I want to know more about because I can't see other reasons too. Right, like maybe they don't want the clones because they want to bury Order sixty six. They just mm-hmm. want to get rid of you know any proof that that existed. Because we know in the Empire uh, they still use clones for quite a long time before they phase them out. Like there yeah, are stormtroopers yeah, and clones at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it was just a thing where it was like the logic for me really, didn't really hold up. It yeah. Really yeah. yeah. It but, seemed like he was just shooting down ideas to, just to make his fucking point. And we're like, why are you making your point? We don't understand. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, one other thing I really liked about this episode is it's, it's, it's like a hat. It's, I feel like the animation quality in this, uh, in Bad Batch so far has been kind of in between season seven and uh, older Clone Wars, okay. or at least the last arc in in season seven, because uh, there was something that I actually I didn't I quasi noticed, but I didn't really catch. But Ed caught uh, because we've been talking about it in our season seven review, which is when Wrecker gets shot in the training exercise. Um, in the next scene where he's talking, where they're talking with Tarkin, his blaster wound is still smoking. Um, on the armor, like there's still wisps of smoke and little embers that you can actually see kind of glowing. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. And then they did something else where I was like, wow, you didn't need to do this because I don't think anyone would catch this normally. But when they leave the the hangar mm-hmm. uh, afterwards, when they set off on the uh, Onderon mission, if you look at the edges of the, of the wingtips on the shuttle, there's actually rain streaking off of them in nice. the rain. Like there's water trails coming off of them. And that was super surprising to me because you've got all that rain there. So, you, you know, that would hide it already, but you, you, you know, the budget's high enough where they've had enough time where you can literally make it that much more realistic. You can even see the rain sliding off the ship, right? That's so, awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. Yeah, just little little VFX of uh, things like that. Like, you can see some of the things, too, in, in the opening of the shot where there's, or sorry, opening of the shot, opening of the episode where there's really nice kind of snow particle effects going on. But, I mean, those are are a little bit different. They're, they're not as... Um, minute. They're not as minute and they're not as, I don't want to say excessive because it doesn't like, I don't think that's the right word for it, but it's just like putting that much detail tedious. into it, it's right? It's tedious to do the water rather than the snow. It's 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 kind of extravagant, I okay. guess, Okay. that, you know, you're putting money into the, your, yeah, exactly. You're just making it so much more beautiful because the snow effects on Calor, that makes sense, right? Because it's a snow planet, mm-hmm. you need to have those snow effects so that people believe that it's a it's real but it's just those extra little touches that i really appreciate right there's the one going that extra mile yeah there's a the one point on collar when they go to the the canyon where there's the waterfall and you see like the steam mm-hmm. rising from the waterfall i thought that was really yeah, nice yeah. yeah that was a nice visual when you get the opportunity to be a peacock and if you have the funds to do so you exactly know, show right. off all the feathers at this point yeah i think, yeah, they, I think lucasfilm realizes that like the animation department is killing it and they want them to do even better and have more resources. So it seems mm, like that's what we're getting. 
I think it's a mix, right? I think it's it's a that yeah, season seven Clone Wars was phenomenal, and then B now with Mandalorians, her like insane. I was gonna say horrific, but it's the opposite, Perfectly right? Amazing, it's, yeah. With it, with its yeah, incredible, in, just incredible effects on Disney and everything that has come from that. I think now they're realizing that putting more budget into their TV shows has a payoff, right? Because yeah. people notice exactly. Nice. Anything else you want to mention, Norm, about the episode? Um, Phase One Dark Troopers were really cool. Yeah, so that was that was something where now because I'm pretty, I, I'd assume they're Phase One just because the Phase Twos look fairly different. Although those could be the Phase Twos, and then you know the the ones in Rebels could be like a two point five or something like that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I, in my head, Phase One Dark Troopers are just giant stocky droids with a, a buckler and a, a knife attached to their arm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, seeing these ones was really nice. And, you know, you can kind of see this progression now of how they upgraded from uh, this. now Bad Batch to Rebels to Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah. And just that big arc. I mean, you know, the lore's still a little bit different. There's not, like, a brain inside the Dark Troopers. But I don't... I'm not going to complain about that because that was always a little bit weird. Yeah, that training... <laughs> <not> ex- <laughs> yeah, yeah. That training <laughs> exercise was actually really good because it kind of showed... Like the Bad Batch only had blasters that had training shots on them. They weren't using mm-hmm. live fire, but then they were being shot at with live fire in the second part. So mm-hmm. you had to see them kind of get creative with how they're going to take out these droids. And they reprogram one of them. They shoot a knife into one of the like the last one's head. Yeah, the last one. That was great from Crosshair and from um, Wrecker. And okay. it's like, wonder... oh my god, so good. Do do we know what kind of knife that was? Because I thought that was also really cool. A too. It's got, knife, like, that heat... Well, it's got like a, it. It causes heat though. Does yeah. it? Yeah, I know it it looks like it's like orange or yellow or something. But when like Wrecker was using it on the wall, it just made like a gouge. It didn't make a burn mark. He didn't have it activated at that point because Hunter at one point cuts cuts off an arm, and it's like it's literally like got like a a lightsaber like heat. Interesting. uh, Remember, if you with vibrablades, they they do it so poorly, and I don't think it's ever been represented properly. It'd be better if they just had chain blades because that's what they Mm -hmm. are. Like as soon as you drop it, and that thing, it's it's such a high velocity thing that that yellow part there, I can see that it's just like a blade that's in that part just going. So when you cut, it makes it that much more yeah. clean and everything because it's already buzzing. It's easier to cut through the as well. Because every time you hear them draw it, it sounds like a little a little lightsaber ignition almost kind of yeah. thing. It's very I'd short. Like- because, I, yeah, because I was, like, watching them, and I was wondering, I was like, do thermal knives exist in Star Wars? Because it almost reminded me of, like, the Warhammer, because uh, Warhammer 40k is thermal knives and power swords, yeah. They do now. Well, yeah, because, well, yeah, power swords are a bit different, because that's a disruption field, where it's mm-hmm. literally just destroying the molecules that you hit the thing with, but... Um, yeah, no, that was really interesting, right? Just seeing those higher-tech knives and stuff like that. Just a lot of the gear. Like, I, I think we mentioned before... We started the recording, but uh, Wrecker is carrying a DC-17, which is the clone commando rifle. Yeah, from uh, Republic Commando. Yeah, so I also thought that was really neat. And I mean, we've seen that before, right? Like, Wrecker used uh, one of those yes. in uh, in the episodes he's in. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as I know, Delta Squad has them, but we only saw them in, what, one scene? So yeah. at least they're canon, though. Anything else before yeah. we go to Ed? Um... I think that's about it. The only okay. other thing I can think of is more sane Saw Guerrera, but you know, yeah. that's hot, about it. Hot Guerrera. We had Hot Callus, and now we have Hot Guerrera. I'm on board. <laughs> hot Callus. Yeah, remember from Rebels when he had like the one strand when he was with Zeb Aurelios, and then he had like the oh one strand in front god. of him. There was this huge social media thing. <laughs> it was Hot Callus. Hashtag Hot Callus. Oh my god. Yeah, it was you know, great. Like Kenobi had the same thing. He did. He looked yeah. beat up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, most of the things Noma said, but th- again, and it's been a thing throughout the series where I've just let it go because, you know, for the most part, kids show up to a certain point. Yeah. Mm. The B1 droids and their numbers would be so much more terrifying if they didn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that good point. gets really annoying after a while because it's just like you have these guys charging at you and there's like 20 to 30 of you. You can't concentrate your fire. Or have one of those commander droids that was like on the ships and stuff like that. They should be the only ones that talk. These guys, you point and shoot. And because you're running algorithm, how the hell are you missing so much? Mm. Again, plot armor, right? But like you have mm. three of these guys that they all have blasters charging in at you. The only one that makes sense, and that's why I like him, is Crosshair. He's up there hiding mm. and taking pot shots because he's a sniper. And they're literally just walking mm. through them. 
Yeah, and they're just like, eh, nah, nah, walk in. And it's just like, Hunter, I get his thing now because, like, he's basically Force-sensitive without being able to do, like, the telekinesis stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because he can... Interesting s- enough, yeah, a way to say it, yeah. He can sense the things. He 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 has that, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, at the, at the same time, he's the only one who can be like, oh, they're going to fire, like, you know, double vision. Okay, he's going to fire the shot here, Yo, and I'm going to move shit. this way. Right? <laughs> Whereas, like, somebody, like, Tech, I expect, like, I want to see a shield come up. That should be the only reason for him running through stuff. And if they don't say that, like, Wrecker has some kind of, like, reinforced armor that, you know, he's already dumb, right? So he's going to go charging in, help him with that. Why don't you give him, like, these big pauldrons or something where he can actually do that whole, like, you know, get out of my way and, like, spread his arms kind of thing and bash him through. Like, that would make I want to see Tech, like, the droids or the ships or something like that to... Like, that's how he, I feel like he should have been introduced. So instead of walking around putting EMPs on things and, like, pressing a button. I'm, exactly. I'm surprised he's not 9Sing it, where he can just be like, this one over here. And, like, <laughs> thank you, right? That took me a second. I was like, 9S? Oh, no. Like, yeah, we get to see this, the the little arcade shooter thing he has to do exactly. to wire them. Is that in Nier? <laughs> yeah. Nier Automata. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, like, it, to me, that would make sense because, like, that's his whole thing. He'd just be like, can, he could be sitting behind a thing just chilling with crosshair, being like, yeah, so check out what I'm going to do with these two over here. Oh, you want that one to <laughs> yeah. pop up? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, okay, yeah, there it is. Take a shot. That would make sense for his fighting style. But no, I'm going to run in there too. Oh, it's like, no, nah, you're the most vulnerable one of everybody. Like, like, if anything, have Hunter go through with the knife and like planting bombs on them. And then as he makes can, it out, then he's exactly. Then, yeah, he then, the sets, yeah. then he's just like, I, okay, hit it or something. And then tech does it or something like that, you know? I, I would have, yeah, now that you say that, I would have preferred to see Tech, like, hack the AATs and yeah, use them to exactly. take them out, because that was another moment where I kind of, like, rolled my eyes when Wrecker pushes all three, a- well, he doesn't push yeah. all three, but he pushes the AAT off the cliff and the others are Tender connected to it. To it. Yeah. Because I was and just like, I, I didn't like that moment in Bad Batch when he lifts up the lat. I was just like, oh, okay. Because that same scene, too, the droid pops his head on and looks at him and is like, hey, stop. It's like, why are you talking? Why aren't you just yeah. shooting the guy trying to push your hey, thing? Hey, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Reverse right? thrusters. But, What's this? Huh? When, when, when has that ever fucking worked? Reverse anything. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that command is always the we're going to die command. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's too late. We're fucked. <laughs> so, yeah, that just in that those beginning little scenes those are the things where i'm just like yeah come, like this, you could make this so much more of a you know, this is why we need the help this is why we need the reinforcements moment mm-hmm. but you, you it just looks useless to have a two jedi standing there and a bunch of clones and like oh no what are we gonna mm-hmm. do and then these guys come through and be like yeah so yeah you guys could have just lifted these things off and threw them off the cliff with their force powers but no right yeah it, it also it also brings up a question that i, I I've had for well, actually, I, I think it's just been bouncing around in my head. But it's like, if you can see how effective these guys are, why aren't there more? Why haven't you created more bad batches at this point? Because well, they they were defective they when they were made. And they, the yeah, they they had mutate. They said they were mutated, and then they like as they saw these mutations happening, they kind of molded the mutations to like favor combat sure, scenarios. But, uh, but what they said is that they were favorable mutations. So it's not mm. like there weren't more. It's yeah. just that these were the ones that helped them what, with what they wanted to do. I can mm. imagine there were probably were 99 more and they were all trash. Like you got more it, like actual 99 hunch. I was going to say, trend, yeah, it would, right? be, it, it would be interesting if it turned out he was the, like the second tier of it mm-hmm. and they just couldn't get it to work. And so they gave up. Mm-hmm. But I, I know. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Like, I, I assume at a certain point we're going to learn that Omega was, you know, the next wave of uh, of that. And who knows what ability she's going to end up having. But just being oh, about... the squad needs a medic. Yeah, that's true. So maybe you know, that'll be Also, a like, a person who can fit in the small spaces, as we saw in this episode. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, to, that that's, like, a secondary yeah. importance because you could get a fucking i9 droid to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, not like Tech could just whip up one of those at the same time either, right? Yeah, exactly, right? But that, that's, that's my problem. Actually, like, that's they, another thing I'd love to see Tech do. Sorry, that's another thing I'd love to see Tech kind of go into is just being, like, this droid master thing. Yeah, like yeah. a puppet master? There's, yeah, commanding a whole bunch of, of whatever Literal droids. technomancer, right? Because yeah. At this point, it's like they did it. Like, we've already seen them get shown off and what they can do in season seven. But I guess this was just a reiteration of what, oh, okay, look at all the individual skills of these guys yet again. Mm. And it's like, all right, you've done that, and that's first episode gripes. Fine. 
from here on out, they're they're supposed to be a team. They're mm. supposed to be this great team. This day, but all they're doing is just a bunch of individual actions that happen to be working together, mm. right? Because you know they have their hand signals and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, you can make it seem that way. But when it comes down to paper, it's just like the one time they actually do work together is in that training exercise. But then after that, yeah. it's just like okay, well, you're just gonna go back to doing your one v one v one v one v one thing. You know, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's the beginning. I like with the whole crosshair and Caleb and Hunter moments like those went about as much as I expected. And as soon as you start, as soon as uh, crosshair took that first shot, I'm just like, you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how because you guys didn't get. And I like this part actually because they didn't actually get the whole hologram thing pop up, being like mm-hmm. execute order, right? a, a... But it's in their it's in their helmets going over and over. So at that point, it's like okay, and they say that it's like yeah, we're hearing this thing, but what does you it know mean? what order sixty six is? I don't know what this means. Yeah, yeah, but, right. It's it's interesting that only part of the squad is affected. Only one, yeah. only a crosshair. Yeah, right. And like like we. Uh, we kind of talked about it while we were watching the episode, but I was saying in the beginning, and I do like that they kind of explained it, but it wasn't wasn't the full explanation I was hoping for because I was saying, why is Echo not doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. He literally has the normal chip that the rest of them have. He's not mm-hmm. a bad batch. And then later text like, oh, you, uh, you're more machine than man, so... You know, it didn't affect you, and I was like, "Did they scoop out his brain though?" Because so what they well, said maybe is... they maybe they did because he's got that you know that Lobot yeah uh, mm-hmm. device on the back of his head that's supposed that's... to turn you into a human droid. But I did say like what it was was, was the event on Sk- Skako Minor. So when he was there, when he was plugged into it, mm-hmm. uh, Upsurge came down and like shocked him, and that's what he said like might have changed it because you're more machine than you are human now. So that like shock might have just like destroyed the inhibitor chip or whatever. The equivalent hmm. of just removing it at that point, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And I, I can see it. I mean, it's not you know the it's easiest plausible. thing to understand, but it's like uh, mm. okay, sure, I can I can believe it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was that yeah. was that scene. Everything else, like the Omega thing, I didn't mind as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Um, Which one? Just Omega. Just, in just general. her, just, oh, her yeah. character. Okay. You see a kid like, character show up, and you always get concerned, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like. For a second, I was like, "Oh, the New Zealand accent," and like it kicked in right there. As yeah, as I was like, "She has the accent. why did they just get a new?" Oh, and then it's like, "Where are your parents?" She's like, "Parents." Yeah, I was like, "Ah, mm. oh, okay, I get it. I get your stick now." Because Dan had, I, I believe it was Dan that made the um, prediction. The prediction that she was a clone as well, but it was mm. like you know, is she a Django clone or is the sister or whatever? It was just like no, Django clone what modified. So it's just like you know, you've got they they for some reason all the is it, is it Y chromosomes or whatever just got deleted. Mm. And she it would be a girl coming out that way, and from there it's just like oh well, you know, I got to keep you away from the rest of them, so you're gonna help. What's her name? Uh, the, Nala, the, Nala Sue, I think. Nala Sue in the um in the med bay, whatever, and how that way. So like she's got that preliminary training at that point because she wouldn't have gone through the rest of the combat training and stuff with the other with the other clones. Exactly. So, and there she's she's fine. She's fine where she is, but yeah. she still has everything else bred in. Oh, I love her character. They made right? her super cute and like relatable, I guess, for kids. And it was just like she's like. Mm. like her facial animations are just like so adorable it's like hi i'm over here how's it going and you're like ah. well, i think i think what really helps as well is that with a you know a cartoon child character yeah you can yeah. get rid of a lot of the problems that most people have with uh child characters and stuff because you, you don't have an actual child voicing the character right it's an adult yeah. you know they're not going to have um acting that doesn't really come across because it's animated yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of stuff like that. So usually then I think the problem is is just that they're um, they're either – what's the word I'm looking for? They're either like the mascot character mm-hmm. or uh, they're just they're – just, they've got an annoying personality. But Omega just comes across as like a normal kid basically. Yeah. She's learning so about I the galaxy, that, right? She's just yeah, eager, like, she's over-eager, wants to help, but not in an overbearing way. It's just yeah. like she still realizes, like, oh, I can't do much, but I want to do something. What can I do? What can I do? Like when she makes that move to go help uh, Wrecker after he gets taken down, and mm-hmm. the why, he's like, but he needs help. And I'm thinking, that's like, okay, yeah, that's a great thought to have, but think it through. You get there, yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to drag this huge guy? Yeah, exactly. Right? right. And and I think that that's a point where 
it definitely solidified the character more for me because mm-hmm. in you know with a, a lesser character they'd uh they'd say oh he needs help and no no no, it's a trap no but we still need to i'm gonna do the right thing anyways because i'm a dumb kid and i don't know yeah right and make problems yeah yeah but she listened at that point Mm -hmm. she's just like oh okay and then she still ended up helping in a much better way Mm -hmm. oh yeah Um, but with that and what happens to crosshair i was so mad because like (laughs) again tech is saying all this stuff it's like oh isn't it obvious like dude you're already fucking smart. Aren't you smart enough to realize they're not going to pick this up unless you say something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, like, I can't you know, surprise you guys didn't notice. He's like, no, you're not fucking surprised. You're being condescending. It's mm. like, dude, right there. You figured it out. Share it with your group. Yeah. Tell them. And then guess what? They can all start saying things from there and you might revive it some other thing. But no, you're holding the big brain knowledge and you're in just all. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things. But yeah. um, the crosshair, speaking of him, because that the way they enhance the inhib- in- inhibitor chip in him. It's alive. So that, I was like, oh, okay. Frankenstein. They're really, they're really yeah. jumping on the boat for this. I thought he was going to pull like a 180 on them and be like, all right, huh, yeah, I'm going to shoot at you and then I'm going to shoot at these guys and then we'll all get out together. Mm-hmm. And he didn't pull that, which is like, okay, you know, that chip is really working strong now. And the, the armor they had him in is like, you want to see that we had maybe phase one or phase 1.5 dark troop uh dark troopers well we have a fate we have a phase one death trooper now yeah be with him because of his the black armor the green visor it's pretty sweet he he didn't talk with it on so we don't know if he's got that get a garbled uh encrypted line yeah Yeah. which i hope so because that would just basically like it it makes me terrifying and i could see them just experimenting more and more and more tragically on him mm. throughout this series that would be like okay and they finally get to a point where he basically is just like a head and a machine mm-hmm. going Ooh, so, they, cool. so they, they flip it right so it's like it's not the dark troopers that are like that it's the death troopers that are like mm. that, i like right? i like the fact that um omega had a moment with him in the cell and she's like hey i know it's not your fault like you don't want to be doing this you don't want to be angry but you are right because of the I, chip yeah and i think then, that'll play back oh later 100%. On in the series yeah. yeah i think that's gonna cause well, crosshair his mutation to like maybe counteract the inhibitor chip or something like that and sacrifice himself to save the other guy. I don't know. We'll see. Thinking about it. Cause like in this, in this next episode, it's probably going to start off with crosshair Hopefully. and just, just being back on Camino and seeing everything there. Right. Mm-hmm. And he'll, cause he's, he's still, he's still a 99. He's still not going to look like the rest of them. So I can see him sitting at some table or something. Like that, and the other ones come up and it's like, Oh God, no, stay away from him. There's something up mm-hmm. with him, you know, kind of thing. And he's just going to look at the toothpick probably won't be there anymore. There's, there's, uh, a, there's gonna be a lot yeah. of stuff that won't be there anymore. Yeah, he's gonna be and more that, um, obedient in terms of like regulations. To look for because as soon as you see him pop that back in, yeah, it'll yeah. be like, a, oh, it's, it's so where's the war is really still going mm-hmm. on within his mind? It's just like you know, for the inhibitor chip, like how long is it gonna stay powered up for? Or did they kind of pull a flex on Tarkin, just being less like, oh, we powered it up for now. Mm-hmm. You've seen enough temporary. of your gone. Oh, look at that. Oh, is it reduced again? Oh, no. Did he go tell them secrets? Oh, oh no. Yeah. Who knows? It, it could be so many things, too, right? Like, I could also see it's like, oh, yeah, we we juiced it up. Oops, it's actually going to burn out now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. At a convenient moment. But... Yeah, we get the Prime Minister and Nala Su, like, a lot of scenes with them as well, talking about, like, they don't understand why the Galactic Empire wants to cancel the contract and all these things, and mm-hmm. they eventually help, you know, Clone Force 99 escape with Omega, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting to see. I, I will say though, I don't actually mind that Crosshair isn't going to be with the Bad Batch for the rest of the season because if there was one personality I could do without, it it's was his. the Edge Lord. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think that was more to do. I don't think he would have been like that. He would have he would have been like the Sev still, but in a way where that inhibitor chip was really making him go against everything. I could see mm-hmm. him because in the beginning, before the order happens, like he's taunting Wrecker and stuff like that and joking mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. That stops as soon as the order it, comes through. I don't yeah, even notice, right. but like when the order 66 comes through, all the other guys have their helmets off, like all of bad batch, but mm-hmm. Crosser has it all the way through chasing Caleb doom. He also oh, has yeah, it, he never takes it in, off. in the clone base when they're in yeah. and they're walking through the hallways the entire Bad Batch has their helmets off, except for him. They go into the okay. barracks, and that's when he takes it off, when you're allowed to take it off. There's another scene mm-hmm. I think was really, like... Mm-hmm. It was not It was a little bit of foreshadowing, but it's when Guerrero's troops surround them. Yeah. And all the four of them 
are looking like Echo, Hunter, Wrecker, and Tech are looking at the troop, and then uh, Crosshair is facing the other way. So his back is to mm. them, and he's looking at the other side. I'm just like, that's not to cover all angles because why would four of you be looking now when one of you have been looking now? Like that's not good tactics. You'd split that mm. up evenly, right? But it's just like, no, he's already away from them and he's separated from them that way. So it's just like, mm. yeah, by by the time all this is done, yeah, he will be opposed at that moment and seeing it for the second time i was able to pick that up i didn't pick that up the first time um because he from there he was just saying all the stuff and you're just like oh and i was just being like oh no please not him take something else away (laughs) like it'd be more scary to face a wrecker that way but that'd just be another like brute force and yeah enforcer that's coming through so we've seen that ten thousand times yeah crosshair will be more nuanced which is exactly There was also, I guess, just talking about character grievances. There was one. This isn't really a character grievance, though. Like the only moment where uh, with Omega that kind of it didn't even bug me. It was just like, oh, are we doing this kind of a thing? Was uh, when they're all in the cell. They <laughs> after the first part, they, as soon as they they as soon as they're in the cell, they cut away to do some other stuff with Crosshair, and then as soon as they cut back, Omega is copying every single thing the Hunter's doing, yeah. and he notices he notices after like the second moment, yeah, that she's copying everything that he's doing, literally like throughout the entire thing, uh, and that there there's a moment too where he puts up like his hand to make them stop, and she does it as well, yeah. And I was cute. like, okay, I like that. It, it it was it was like it was almost too much for me. It was like, oh, okay, we're doing this thing. But again, she's a kid and she she's gonna do that kind of looks shit. up to Hunter. Yeah. So actually, I can see that. Yeah. At, thinking of um, the meta at this point, when you have the young guys who are going through, the young clones who are learning their stuff, that's how they learn too. So I can see her, it might mm. not, she might not know she's doing it. I'll give her the benefit oh. of the doubt because it's a subconscious thing like, oh, this is leader of squad. Mm. I am I am actually learning without knowing I'm learning. Mm, so when yeah. he does this thing, why you do it? So I'm gonna do it too. And it's it's monkey see monkey do because yeah. that's how you're programmed and that's how you're built up. So when he's running through the thing and doing the mills, are like stop. She's like, oh stop. Yeah. Why? It would be more interesting if she looked at her hand afterwards and been like, wait, what? Yeah. Anything, yeah. Right. That would have really just... sold it for me to be like, oh yeah, she's inherently picking things up, so she could become yeah. really badass at that point. Yeah, she, that would, she still could be right yeah that 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 is that's an interesting thought like in the prison cell it definitely wasn't because she's like watching yeah, hunter she's, every time she's, she does but, she's watching her but yeah with the hand signal that would have been really cool if if she'd actually been surprised that she was doing that the one thing i would say too is we also see that she's not useless in terms of combat ability like she has the blaster and covers the group as crosshair is trying to shoot them and she actually yeah. shoots the rifle out of his hands and then he has to do the pistol and she cover fires for them right it's like, she's I mean, like, how did you, they're like, how'd you do that? And she's like, luck. I don't know. I just was able to. No, she's like, I got lucky. At that point, it's just like, yeah, well, that, I think was, that was a super lucky shot to, yeah. to hit. I think the, it, I actually think it was like, she might not be as modified as what the other clones are. Like, she might be more Django skill set wise inherently than what they all are, though. That's but yeah, what, like that's, I think I think she's more line. like like an unmodified version of it. You know what I mean? Like, she's not as good as they are, but she can still do it to a degree, right? without any training but she's got reg skills at this point i would say yeah maybe maybe yeah around reg skills or you know closer to Django. see but reg skills as a kid exactly exactly she was able to aim it and shoot it and you know she's got one potential yeah like she because we do see from uh the attack on kamino in clone wars that the even the the reg children still have decent shooting skills right Yeah. Yeah. yeah Though she was only, uh, she's been a medical assistant this entire time. She has no yeah, combat so training. Knows, yeah. right? But speaking about shooting skills, I did find it hilarious that as soon as, uh, as soon as Crosshair switches to the bad guy side, he picks up Stormtrooper aim. Yeah. Because when he pulls out that pistol, he misses every single shot somehow. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, Omega's standing out in the open, like in the hatchway. Like, I'm not expecting him to kill a kid, but yeah. it was just kind of like, <laughs> well, sorry. I, I mean, for the, be, show, yeah, the for the show's aspect, for the character, I could absolutely see him doing that. But yeah. it was just, it was hilarious to me that as soon as he pulled out the pistol, I'm like, you're not going to hit anything. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and he had his animal on the whole time, too. So you're kind of right well, with the Stormtrooper aim. Well, it's, it's just bad guy aim, right? Where it's just yeah. like as soon as you're, it's the, it's, it's the it's opposite of, yeah. it's the opposite if you see, if you ever see those, those memes where it's like, oh, the boss character and they're horrifying and the boss yeah. character, once they join your side and they're just a little pathetic. chibi version. Yeah. It's, it's the reverse of that, right? Because the guy's the best shot on the team. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, d- yeah. So we have that one more thing I found was that, especially with regular blasters against a ship hull 
and the damage that they were doing. Well, it's like, mm-hmm. what high velocity uh, settings do they have on these blasters that they also sh- that uh, much? They shot um, Wrecker, Wrecker, like, with a sniper rifle at short range, and he survived. And if the Durin mm-hmm. did blaster shot wounds to a ship, like, damaging a ship, like, and a sniper rifle hits Wrecker that close range, like, damn, he's a beast. Yeah, but I'm glad he doesn't just shrug it off, though. He's yeah, in he's, pain. He's, in, he's damaged, yeah. yeah. Which is good. I think that injury is definitely going to come back over and over again with Crosshair and uh, Wrecker. I hope it, I hope Crosshair intentionally keeps doing it, like Nomo was saying earlier. Mm. I, I'm sorry, it was either one of you two. Was it, was no, it, it, was, it was the Savage Press yes. uh, thing, because that, that's immediately what it made me think of, right? When Obi-Wan's so, fighting Savage and Maul on... Uh, what's the what's the planet Hondo is I on? I can't remember. Maker yeah, I can't, I can't remember. But he but hits yeah, him in the knee, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, like, yeah, over and just, over again to take him down. Just constantly just kicking Savage in the knee over and over again until the leg breaks. Yeah. Well, not over and over again, but, like, as the battle go- as during the entire course of the battle, he's just aiming for <laughs> that knee. He's going to pause and, and just repeat that one frame over and over again as he falls down. I'm just like, fuck your leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that, for episode one at least, like, those, those are the things that really stood out to me. I may mm. be forgetting one or two things here where... Oh yeah, monetizing the little doll. <laughs> um, yeah, the little, the little, God. the little dude. Well, that was done in the first season uh, or the last season of the clone of the Bad Batch, I think. No, oh, yeah. They okay. they brought it into Disney parks before, I believe. Yeah, because people people actually have it already. They're like, oh, I have this one already. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the little doll that he has. Did it have a name before now? Or yeah, I think it's Lula. Is his name? Okay. Oh well, well, yeah. That's that's my two cents for this episode. <laughs> it just it just reminded me of because when you're doing the monetizing, I don't know why this reference of all things, but uh, Ed, have you seen uh, Dragon Ball Abridged? Yes. <laughs> it, like I saw that, and then when Dan was like, "Oh yeah, the t- the toy you can sell," and it just immediately made me think of the the line, "The silly Vegeta, the only thing Raccoon sells is merchandising." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, there's some other points that I wanted to just go over quick. And there was like the canon comic that we have covered on Temple Archives versus like mm-hmm. the Bad Batch canon now. It's mm-hmm. different of how the events occur. And uh, like they changed Depa Balaba's lightsaber from green to blue. And I don't know why that mm-hmm. choice was made. Um, and how she dies in like the canon and her kind of dynamic as she's, you know, surrounded and killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the Commander Gray's armor color changed from red to green in this episode. But, yeah, the, the I mean, one reason things. I can, I mean, the, well, the one reason I can definitely see why they changed his armor color is because if anyone, you know, there, there's a lot of people who are super into Star Wars, but only the stuff they can watch. Yes, exactly. So it, as soon as you see red armor, then you don't think a different clone battalion. You think Coruscant yeah. Guard, right? Exactly, and that's why um, I think that might have been changed because their Coruscant Guard are in this episode as well. I just wish that they'd used a, a armor color that hasn't already been used in Clone Wars because mm. Gree uses green, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, we've already got that armor color, so if they'd gone with, like, I don't know, just off orange. the top of my head, like a, a purple or... Well, orange is 212th, right? There. Um, so, like, I don't know, purple or yellow or... Like a reddish-orange tinge. Like, it's not Coruscant Gar, but it's not brown orange. Or- like, yeah. Or even double it up, right? Where it's like red with like blue yeah. as well, like just layering color. Like kept the design the same, it just changed the mm. color. And I'm like, you could have just kept it the same, honestly. Like, it's new. Like, there's there's clones that have similar colors enough that it repeats enough in canon that like it wouldn't have been that big of an issue. Like the Coruscant yeah, guard clothing and or like armor and like design mm. is very much different from Gray's design. Oh yeah. Speaking of armor, sorry. There's one more thing I wanted to say. You reminded me of it. Mm. It's the differences in all their armor of the squad is interesting, but Echoes really stood out to me because yeah. he got back into his arc trooper armor. Yeah. Kind yeah. of because he still has those, like, I don't know what they call them, but like the little the skirts. on his the skirts. Yeah. He has yeah. them. They're split in the middle, but like he still has them in like packs on the side. And I'm just like, yeah. And his armor is the only one that has them. It's like, that's because you are an arc trooper and you want to remember yeah. that you're an arc trooper. Cool. I just, okay. I got, I got really sad when they were doing the training fight and you can see him running forward and he's only firing one pistol. Yeah. And I was like, can someone just replace his arm? Forgot. Yeah. Can, can we just I take mean, off that droid thing and just give him, to, I mean, give him a multi-tool arm or something? They really should. 
But he was using that one to stabilize the pistol at some points from like, okay, you're not completely just leaving it hanging there. Mm. Some, so like you are still, you know, I can aim and everything, but I agree. Like if he's already more machine than man, put a Gatling gun on his arm, make him bury <laughs> Exactly. And just go, <laughs> yeah, holding his arm. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe later on in the series, I'll get an upgrade, but I was just like, God. I'm sure you want to tech, tech, do right? something useful other than just show off big brain because and that's starting to get really inf- annoying. Yeah, and give us information when it's already too late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing, too, is like, I liked his armor with like Echo's armor with the mask, too, because he has that like lobot like piece of metal, but then like mm-hmm. his mask has like that cutout on the back so he can like put the mask on and it like seals around that, which I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. Mm. Um, really nice choice and i love his visor it's like that really thin visor that uh, star killer has from the force unleashed in one of his outfits mm. and i was like oh i like that that's a really cool mask um apart from that though like i'm really happy that omega is an actual like cl- a defective clone that you know they have that's why they wanted to bring her with them right like it's they have like this kind of um understanding i guess like something that you know maybe other clones might not understand or like have that connection mm. and then just just overall, like the scene with the Emperor Palpatine, like delivering the declaration of the First Galactic Empire. And like, Ed, you pointed out to me because I didn't realize I thought it was Sam Whitmer. But you're like, no, no, that's the audio from episode three. They just animated his face to yep. like match it. I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. Because you're like listening to it. and You're like, yep, it's the same exact voice. I- I think, the, I think the very I think the very opening line that he says is Sam Whitmer because mm. the first line he says isn't from the speech. OK, wait, wait really? I'm pretty sure I'm thought, it, it all is. Because uh, as he goes, uh, what was the first thing he said? He's just like, uh, the whole scar thing happened. I'm going to quickly look at that again. Yeah, because yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think he says something about like defeated the traitorous Jedi or something like that. Because the, the, when in the original speech, as far as I remember, it starts with him saying the attack on my life uh, on my life has left me scarred and deformed. Yeah, and there's a little bit before that. Right, so I did hear that first line. I went to the credits and it's just Ian McDermott. Uh, credited oh, okay. as Dark Sidious. So I was like, oh, okay. Because the Jedi Rebellion has been foiled, right? So that's what he says. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the battle simulation was really fun when they had to like kind of take out the Dark Troopers and stuff. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I like their barracks, too. Like, they walk in and Echo's like, oh, God, it smells like shit in here. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's uh, you'll get used to it. And then yeah. they go into the prison cell later and Wrecker's like, it smells, it smells weird, weird in here. here. It's like, yeah, it's because it's clean. <laughs> that was a weird line for me though, because it's like the rest of Camino smells like this. Why? Yeah, Why is true. it only now that you're noticing? True. And then but, you know, it's a line for the laughs. So the, the Onderon stuff, the mission with against uh, Sagarera, I thought that was a really good character to hit that vein with for these guys. Is to see like he's saving like this is Sagarera before he's extreme extreme uh, rebellion mm-hmm. um, mentality like we see in Rogue One and everything. But, like, this is a part where it's, like, he's saving people that are, like, kids and villagers and croppers and, like, ex-Republic uh, yeah. fighters and stuff like that. It's, like, he's trying to make a difference here. And then I think enough stuff happens in the future with him that it just, he's lost all Well, yeah, you of... see the, pol- the polar opposite, right? When it's, hey, let's blow up the ship that has kyber crystals on it. What about the prisoners? <laughs> yeah, kyber okay. crystals. Yeah, it's better yeah. to destroy the crystals because we'll save more people in the end. But, yeah, overall, really fun episode. Really enjoyed it. The animation... Caught me off guard. I didn't expect it to be an hour and like ten minutes. Um, mm. I was expecting like the thirty minute episodes, and it's yeah, it was a it was a nice little nod to a whole bunch of different parts of Star Wars canon. Being with you know Order sixty six plus Episode three, we get like the Grievous and Obi Wan. Um, yeah, they made that they made that beautiful Grievous model, and so far it's been used in two like three second scenes. Yep, where he's like, <laughs> oh, and he, like it's the escape pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the best, and you get the scene with uh, Obi Wan taking out the Magna Guard. Like, you mm. get the reanimated scenes of those instead of uh, live action, which I thought was amazing. So good. Mm. Good nods. But, yeah. That's it for this episode, I think, for our discussion. Um, let's head into the outro. All right. This is the last reminder for this episode for entering the contest. Please do that, and it's on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to the beginning of the podcast or just look on our social media feeds for those posts and learn how to enter the contest to win your copy of Star Wars Republic Commando for the PlayStation 4 Collector's Edition. And uh, Ed, do you want to let the people know how to contact us if they want to yell at us or tell us what they liked about this episode or didn't like about this episode? 
Yes, and if you want to contact the podcast with any questions or comments on the episode, you can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, you can reach us by email at forceoftheforce at gmail.com. That is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. If you use social media more than anything and you have a Twitter or Instagram account or both, you can find us with the handle at voiceforcepod. There's posts that come up almost every day or very often. So if you see something you like and you want to retweet it, do so. Because when you retweet or repost any of the new episode tweets, uh, you really help with growing the listener base. So we really do appreciate it. And the more you do, the more the merrier. And especially with the contest, throw some throw some friends in there and throw share that everywhere so you can put your name in the hat. Even if you don't think you want it, even if you don't think you're going to win, you might as well because you never know. But finally, listen, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you leave a five-star review, we will love you. We love you but anyway, but five-star review makes us love you more. Yes, but you will get latest episode notifications released as soon as it releases. If you happen to listen on Spotify, for example, they've just reorganized their library so that you actually will see when a new episode comes up right there as soon as you go to nice. your your little section. So it is really cool. Thank you, Ed. And with that said, good soldiers follow orders.